Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to a magical episode 87 Sports of the Tony's Take Podcast. Fresh off the Thanksgiving break, we are back in studio. I am Sean. Joined with me, we've got Off-Road Andy. Are we allowed to say magical? I feel like Disney owns that word. Oh, we'll get into we them might later. have to pay them. We are back from... And we've got a stupendous episode. Um, Better? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, we've got Off-Road Andy. That, that was man. me who talked. And Tony Katz. Yes, we do. And, uh, yeah, we... Uh, I guess we don't have a magical. We have a magic, because that's a sports team. Uh, no, that's also a magic. Uh, we've got the attorney for the, for the Disney folk up in the studio telling us what we can and can't say. Um, should I talk about lions or kings or anything? Can we do that? Lions are real life animals. Okay, so that's fair. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get away from real Disney for this. Team. This is sports, so they're going to dominate in the next podcast. In which, by the way, thank you for tuning in to the sports podcast. We also do an entertainment podcast. Make sure you check that out. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and tell a friend. Now that I've got all that fun stuff out of the way, how was your guys' Thanksgiving? Uh, not great. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ouch. Very uneventful. I don't really do much Thanksgiving. My mom was in Hawaii. My dad Damn. doesn't really do much because his side of the family is kind of like not really American together. That too, also. Great so freaks. I just worked and then went home, watched the Cowboys-Redskins game, and then some of the Saints and Falcons game, and then actually came over here and hung out for a couple hours. So it was a very mellow one because I was starting to get sick. As you can tell, I'm congested. So that was like the first day I was starting to get sick because the night before, you know, the biggest go-out night of the year, I partied it up Wednesday night. Raged in the cage. And I think that just – and then having worked that following morning, it was just the last kick in the stomach. Well, we appreciate you coming in and uh, dedicating, pouring your heart out on these pods, Tone. We really like it, and it shows. And uh, executive producer Luke will be bringing you some tea here before yeah, too long. Yeah, so uh, if there ends up being a ruckus somewhere in the next five oh, to ten minutes. There'll be a ruckus. You'll, you'll see why. Yeah. You'll know why. You've been warned. Yeah, warning here. But uh, uh, I guess are we asking how everyone's Thanksgiving was? Or do yeah, we do you want to take it, take it as well? Well, if you know me, you know I uh, eat. So. Oh! I ate. You freak. You eat. That's neat. I, 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 I eat a good bit, and I did have uh, a number of food items at my Thanksgiving. Some, uh, and filled, my, filled myself up, and uh, okay. you know, <laughs> I'm fine with it. Yeah, and I was fine that set myself up for a nice Friday as well. Speaking of Friday, yeah, Friday, I, uh, you set yourself up for one of those. And uh, and since you asked, I had a nice one as well. Uh, good good food, good fun. Did a, a Murph workout on thir- on Thursday morning. That jacked my shit up. Is that where you like drink like four Guinnesses and then? Nope, you would okay. think, and it would be a lot yeah. easier. It's uh, run a mile, run or do a hundred push, hundred pull ups, two hundred push ups, three hundred squats, and then run another mile. Now you can break that up well, in between, uh, however you like. Uh, but the mile up front and the mile at the end are, are the non negotiable parts. The bookends. As they say. Yes. I don't know if I've ever done 200 sit-ups in my entire life. Not sit-ups. Uh, 100 push-ups. I don't know. What the fuck. 100 pull-ups. Pull-ups. 300 squats. Now, and I have Never to, done 100 pull-ups in my life. I have to say this. I didn't technically either. I did, like, the half ones where I was on a railing and just pulling myself up from that level. So, I'm, like, my feet were, you know, at an angle, and I'm pulling up my top half. And I, it was still a fucking ass kick. Um... I don't get how these CrossFit guys can do that stuff. But that, 
was my eventful stuff um, on Thursday. We all got pretty eventful on Friday and uh, watched some pretty interesting golf. Despite a little turbulence in the beginning, we uh, all saved about 20 bucks. Well, I, should, we, I shouldn't say we all saved. We all saved. Yeah, we would have split the 20 a, bucks. A, a grand total of $20 watching none other than Philip Mickelson and Mr. Tiger Lion Woods golf it out in Vegas. His name is not Tiger Lion Woods, just, just to tell you. Okay. Um, well, yeah, this, there was a, a real bad uh, mistake by Turner Sports. Uh, they own Bleacher Report. If you go to the web, web website, um, don't listen to any of their podcasts if they have any because yeah. they'd be competitors. But uh, they they had this uh, they had the rights to broadcast this event, um, and I guess it worked pretty well on cable. But with the app, there was a problem that it wouldn't allow you to pay for it, <laughs> so you couldn't watch it if you didn't pay for it. But it wouldn't allow you to pay for it. So after a few minutes, they just decided to put it online for free. Awesome. And, yeah, so we didn't know what was going on. We're like, oh, my God, are we just going to get a, a preview? And it was it was kind of a little stressful, but then, uh, but you it know. all we, worked out. We but got it to work. we had to do a little jimmy rigging. So first, we were downstairs on a Roku. No dice. Andy tried to buy it. It wouldn't work. Said it wasn't purchasable until the event started, but it was already minutes into it. Go upstairs and try to make it work. And it works on the computer, <coughs> works on my phone, but don't does not work on like any other devices. So we plug it into your computer, to your computer, and through uh, HDMI to your TV. And then about I don't know, 30, 40 minutes in, we realized, hey, we could just stream this to an Apple TV on the TV downstairs yeah. through an iPad. So uh, I was delivering my tea moments ago, and while it was hot, I yeah. can now not feel my tongue. So now I can't breathe through my nose or feel my tongue. But You should have asked for an ice cube in there. I always put a, one yeah. ice cube in the hot tea. Oh, that's a trick of the pros, Andy. I have a phobia of any, like, hot cocoa, tea, anything like that. My mother, I don't think, has, like, taste buds. She must have drank lava as a kid. As When I was younger and she would give me hot cocoa, you know, you're a kid. You just want chocolate whenever you can, like Joe, all the time. Um, it just would scorch my damn mouth. And so I just – I'm always afraid of, like, yeah, hot those drinks. first couple sips – can be a little hot, but you get used to it, as in everything in life. Yeah, there you go. But uh, anyway, that match, for those of you that listened the week prior, or, or last week's podcast, we told you, we said we liked Phil Mickelson to win, getting almost two to one odds. I think I ended up getting him at like plus 165 or so. And guess what? You could have made yourself a little bit of money. And it was definitely a good match. Mickelson actually never trailed in the match, which, or did he? He did. I thought Woods he went did. up by one and then yeah, lost. Yeah, it was brief. You're right. That's my fault. Woods did take the lead because when I mean, Woods took that lead, I thought it's done. But then Mickelson. They put him at like a 78% chance to win or something. Yeah, and then Mickelson tied it, I think, a couple holes later. And then Mickelson actually took the lead going into the 17th. And that's when it looked like Phil had a chance to put it away. And then that's when Woods did the shot of the tournament and made it. From a chip shot just outside, and just sunk it. And that at that moment, you thought all momentum was lost for Phil. But yeah, one of the more clutch shot shots you'll you'll see in golf. Like if that was in the Masters. Yeah, if that was in an actual Open. tournament, it would have gone down in history. But it, and it may still go down in history. It's like you know the first one v one matchup that was on pay per view and stuff. But I thought for sure that in there, even as someone who had money on Mickelson, I was like, I'm, I'm going to lose. Like, there's no way Mickelson bounces back from that. 
But thankfully, Woods did was just missing some putts later on. I mean, later in the match, wasn't when they went to that little 95-yard tiebreaker. Woods wasn't doing very well, and it yeah, was it definitely was, for Phil our. It was closest uh, on all three of those yeah. playoff holes. Yeah, and uh, ended up finally getting one where, and then the one that Woods actually got close. Mickelson got closer. Yeah. Woods misses the putt. Mickelson sinks it to win, and that was. You know, pretty ironic. It was just one of those things that whenever it came down to anything with like a chip shot around the hole, on like the par threes or whatever, Mickelson always was out doing uh, Tiger on those. And as we all know, Mickelson's known for his short game. But as we were saying too, I think it just was one of those things where I just think it was something like that, especially being able to interact and stuff. I think it was weird for Tiger. And the funny thing is, is when you actually get to watch that for that 18 holes, you kind of come to realize how much of Kind of a strange person, Tiger Woods. Oh is. yeah, he's not that interesting. He's just a very awkwardly strange person. Somebody that, like I was telling one of you guys or someone that was there, you know, you got to remember this kid was basically stripped of his childhood. You know, yeah. always being like the prodigy golfer and stuff. The, the and Tonight Show at three years a, old. Yeah, exactly, and... chipping shots into a net or whatever. So it really shows when you hear him talking. And then you see Phil, who's more of like a guy's guy, like walking around, hugging people, like as he's walking through the stands, like talking to all sorts of people and whatnot. So two very different personalities. And that's why it's funny because they actually didn't even like each other throughout the course of their time against each other. But like my dad said, and like what, and what it seems like the case has become is that this little match is probably going to actually make them somewhat buddies, not like enemies anymore. So like Talladega nights, they they made each other money or at least Phil made money off of this. Woods made. I'm sure they were still getting paid yeah. for doing it. Like they, whoever was gonna, it was like the Mayweather McGregor thing. Exactly. So you, you were making yeah. money no matter what. Just someone was gonna make a significant amount more. But uh, nonetheless, it was awesome. I hope they continue to do stuff like that. I mean, and it's just funny because you know you're thinking like, oh, it's on pay per view. You get to hear them like if they're gonna use foul language and stuff. But like they always say, golf is a gentleman's sport. There wasn't much, if any, foul language. And the one funny thing was. Uh, was when the caddy wanted to uh, cuss or whatever, but the uh, Phil Mickelson even said, he's like, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. He wanted him to do it. Or he wanted to do it. He's like, come on, it's pay-per-view. Let me get one out. And Mickelson was just like, no. But I, but I think my favorite part of all that was actually seeing how much really goes into them doing stuff. Like, I'll, I'll remember, I think it was like the 16th or 17th hole or something, maybe even the 18th. I think it might have actually been the 18th when Mickelson was going to do a shot and he's looking and he's asking his caddy, like, what elevation are we at? You know, what's the temperature? And he's like, oh, we're at this thousand feet. It's 55 degrees. And all that went in together for him to pick his club and decide exactly where he was aiming to try to get it at and all that stuff. And just ironic that, you know, that I mean, not ironic, but I mean, like, just crazy that that's how they do it yeah all that stuff matters like you you go out there and you just hit exactly that's what i was like well they they got the hitting down they don't ever have to worry about that so it's the other stuff that you got to figure out um i think it was this was a good idea but not as interesting as it could have been or should have been so i think uh we'll see some improvements when they do this again i don't think they will first of all review will work first of all they got to get that shit down get the streaming make sure I'm People curious to know it. how much money they lost on that. Because the, the 20 bucks is not a big deal. I think there are probably some people who would have been like, I would have watched if it was on for free, but not, I'm not going to pay 20 bucks. 
But we had, what would we have, six people there or something? That would have been nothing to get uh, people to pay for that. Um, and, yeah, they just kind of blew it with that. But I'd like to see some other personalities. I've heard some people suggest having, like, celebrity caddies or something, you know. That'd be cool. Probably end up with, like, fucking Kevin Hart or something. But Yeah, that'd be um, unfortunate. Well, does he golf? It doesn't matter. He's got a movie coming out or something, and Turner's involved. Yeah. But something like that, where it's you got people mixing it up. Like, like remember they were trying to get that one golfer who was uh, the se- part of the second commentary team with Sam Jackson and Barkley. They're like, oh, why don't you say some stuff to try to? Oh yeah, Pat get Perez. Them, try to get them insane, but like, I just think Tiger and Phil, especially Tiger, <sighs> just he's his life is golf and he's super serious and it's yeah, it's hard to get him. Yeah, and you could tell in that match. More so in the back nine, like probably around the 13th, 14th hole, it got to a point where they weren't even walking next to each other anymore. Like you could tell Tiger got into his zone of, okay, you know what? I'm not going to just uh, like now I actually I want to win. And it's like he got into like that Tiger zone or whatever. And But, I mean, yeah, it would be fun, you know, if you could, there was a little more personality. I, I mean, I liked it regardless. I had a, a lot of fun watching it, but. I agree. It would be cool if there was like some crazy, like more personality, whether it be celebrity caddies or whatever. But I mean, I, I mean, hey, it's pay per view. I wouldn't have yeah. minded a few f bombs. Yeah, like uh, John Daly would be a <laughs> interesting idea. John Daly would actually be terrific. <laughs> Anybody that watches golf or understands golf would know that like having John Daly would actually probably increase some viewership. And then, I mean, yeah, and then whoever else. To go against, I mean, people seem to like Dustin Johnson's a popular guy, especially with how good of a drive he has. Yeah. Jordan Spieth, McElroy, Ricky Fowler, all guys that people I'm sure would enjoy watching. But it'll be interesting to see like what they do with this. Like, is it going to become a annual thing? And how are they going to ever base which golfers to have it? Are they going to have more than just? Is it going to become like a little tournament yeah, a thing? Three, also, a threesome could be interesting. Oh, Andy, <laughs> of course. Yes. Thank you. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. There's Reasons nothing that says always, it has to be. Always spice things up more. <laughs> now that we're talking devils, or. <laughs> but now I wonder also, are other sports going to try to get involved in something like this? I like was. I basketball, was about are you going to do like a three on three with that where it's pay per view and you just hear them bark at each other and stuff? Because there's the NBA, it's, it wouldn't. But I mean, the NBA already has the All Star game, which has like these sideshow things. That's true, yeah. Like with horse and yeah, stuff. That's like true. That. Golf doesn't have like an All Star game or anything. Yeah. All-Star Weekend. So I, I was thinking about that when I was saying about Tiger, how he's just boring. It's the same thing. You put LeBron, you did like LeBron one-on-one versus somebody. LeBron or Kobe would be boring. Yeah, no, Kobe would have done exactly what Tiger did. He would have gotten to a like, point where he just would have gotten into a like It would be zone. way better to watch, you know, Draymond Green versus Allen Iverson or something. <laughs> I don't know, something where people have personalities. So I think uh, that's something that they need to look at. I don't. How do you know? Was this PGA didn't sanction this? They just kind of did what they wanted, right? I don't know how that works. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder how Doug felt about this. Yeah, the commissioner. <laughs> yeah, this is still him, right? But anyway, we uh, it was fun to watch. Anybody that did watch it uh, or listen to our podcast last week, hopefully, uh, made some money from what we said. I mean, I told you guys the public was all going to be on Tiger, Tiger, but. Mickelson's a gambler. Mickelson is still also a very good golfer, and even though Tiger has been the hotter golfer over the past 
couple months probably. Mickelson's been the better golfer over the last few years because, you know, Tiger's had his problems and, you know, it was just too much good value. If that match would have been more around like minus 120 minus to like minus yeah. 115, minus 110, then honestly I probably would have bet on Tiger, but that value was just too good to pass up on Mickelson, so. I think golf is just too random to actually. Exa- that also. And then especially when you actually got to be inside of it, you actually realize how random it is. Like, how long, you know, it takes these guys sometimes like three, two minutes to go take a putt. You know, like, you're looking at every angle. You're looking at your book to see like, this green, like how it breaks and all that stuff. And it's just crazy. Like, literally every crazy little detail goes into it. And that's what those guys have done their whole lives, and that's why they make the big bucks. Yeah. yeah winning tournaments. In these 72-hole tournaments, yeah. we'll see guys we've never heard of compete sometimes even win so to say like oh two guys that are probably close even you'd say tiger has the edge but they're close enough to see one guy get you know be so much more favored it's like oh there's something wrong there from a gambling standpoint yeah but uh i have a a sports story something we don't usually talk about i want to ask you guys about um (laughs) just kind of a weird sideshow thing I know Sean knows about this. Uh, the Chuck Liddell fight. <laughs> you, you saw what happened there? No. Oh, yeah. So, um, he's 48 years old. Would you... <laughs> has not fought since 2011, I think it said. Ran out Sorry, of money, man. huh? I don't even know if it's about the money. You think he's been in movies and stuff? I would think he has. He was an entourage for a minute. Um, so, he he did a match, not a UFC thing, but still. It was um, uh, De La Hoya's you know, golden boy put on this fight against I can't remember who it was it was another no idea another retired UFC guy like a big name guy I want to say it was Tito Ortiz um and just got like knocked out and was <laughs> really bad and and uh so today Dana White came out and said like this was this is the worst thing like he's like Chuck Liddell's my friend I told him he should never I, I told him to retire back then uh they shouldn't have never allowed him to fight he said like the California fight board should have never allowed this and you know he, he kept calling Oscar De La Hoya a cokehead <laughs> just like Dana did yeah oh wow it's like it's just funny like that <laughs> Dana White's now like oh, I'm responsible here I'm the uh, yeah. I'm the good guy here and it's just like he's the dad of this stuff you know but it was funny to see it's kind of it was kind of like the uh, the big three the, the basketball league that's oh, yeah. been running for the last couple of years just like old guys but this is fighting. Like, yeah, yeah, the big three, the big three is actually pretty cool because it's like people like the three of us that have been basketball fans forever. You see names that you hadn't heard in a while, like Katuno Mobley. Yeah. You know, a few other guys. Yeah, I like that Corey McGetty won the MVP, and then also like it works as the Clippers' regular broadcaster. It's like, and they're saying he's younger than Vince Carter. <laughs> is he? Yeah, he might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think by a couple years. Yeah, that's funny. But yeah, like they said, like Chuck Liddell didn't shouldn't have been fighting. Like you can't. You can't. There's no uh, senior circuit for fucking fighting. Yeah, I agree. Oh, idea. <laughs> well, I think after this, uh, it had to be a bust. I didn't hear anyone like talking about it. I mean, I, I think it was you who showed me that. Yeah. You're like, look at this, and I was like, what? I didn't know he still fought. And it's like, but uh, according to De La Hoya, it's like, oh, we're gonna, we're really gonna make a push into, <laughs> into pushing MMA. forward with this. And it's like, okay, that was your, that was your debut. It's like, what? I don't know that sport. They're going to get Tyson it's, to fight next. Which is embarrassing. Like, I hate UFC. It's a terrible organization. Yet it probably or definitely is, like, the best of all those, all that shit. All the MMA. It's like, 
I mean, if you could make money off of it, they're going to let you fight. But they said there should be, like, they said there is a, a board that, like, is supposed to stop this stuff. Yeah, and they're going to make money off so, of it as well. Yeah. It's one of those things. But, yeah, I don't know. I saw that because, uh, so, I follow uh, Lunatic Living on Instagram. We've actually, if you don't follow him or if you're familiar with him, we've I did an, uh, an interview with him on Tony Stick Podcast a while back. Check that out. But, yeah, he was in the stands, and he uh, Instagrammed the whole thing because, yeah, we did not watch it ourselves. Honestly, I didn't even hear about it, only yeah, through him posting it. <coughs> but, yeah. <laughs> he got his ass fucked. What round was that in? Do you even that was know? The first round. It was literally the first yeah. round. Oh my! It was, it was near the end, but or I mean, their rounds are so short. Yeah, the first round. So it was still the first round. Wow, I did not know that part. Yeah. Should just stick with uh, what? What was his kids on Entourage? Uh, was it Liddell's kids or Chuck's kids? I don't know. I don't remember that. He uh, side platter being on there, but yeah. he had a. A charity for underprivileged youth, inner city kids, and uh, he would get them out together and they would fight. Yeah. No, I don't know. I think he would fight for them. I don't know. But let's move on from Liddell's kids. So one thing I kind of wanted to talk about was, uh, have you guys heard anything about the Dwight Howard stuff? Oh yeah. Well, I don't know. It's <laughs> sensitive subject. <laughs> it's just interesting because how like. All these, like a lot of these people, have these random lives that you would just never know about. And apparently, he used to date some transgender guy or whatever, and he's been coming out with it and saying and stuff and talking about how Dwight Howard would go to tra- swing transgender swinger sex parties and stuff with him or all this stuff. And obviously, it's it's just and now he's like claiming he's being harassed by Dwight Howard and all this and whatnot and. It's just crazy because also I'm pretty sure isn't Dwight Howard the same guy that also has like ten kids? Yeah, I think he has a lot of kids, and I think he like. When I would go through at this younger, point, younger women like there was a story about him being with underage women. And stuff. I would say at this point, Dwight Howard might just have a legitimate sex problem, and it's got to the point where maybe he just got yeah. bored and so, was like, "Why not go to transgenders?" So the reason why this story is kind of weird is that this, yeah, this it person, is. <laughs> this, no, this person that's accusing him. Did this to like a semi-famous rapper too? Yeah. Did the same thing like, oh, you did this and it's no. I wouldn't like, be surprised if it is trying to extort money out of a somewhat bullshit yeah. or something. But then also it's like, the same time I could see Dwight Howard, yeah, being into that because he does kind of sometimes come off with like a more feminine look. And then you think about the fact that <laughs> the guess it doesn't do with anything. Dwight Howard is a seven foot tall. Super, but sometimes he—I don't know—he look—I don't know. There's something about him, and then also think about it—he used to get so upset when Kobe would yell at him and stuff. Like, <laughs> think about it, Andy. That's a little. Now you're just being upset because he was terrible for your team. Well, it sounds like he's—he's yeah. he's been terrible for every team since he left Orlando. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, those guys have a lot of money. They do weird shit. That's just part of the. Honestly, if that stuff is true, I bet you it happened in his time with LA because he got involved probably with the. LA lifestyle, like the Hollywood lifestyle, like you Shut laugh, my, Andy, but you know it's true. Putting a gerbil off his ass. The Orlando lifestyle is different. That okay? That's I'm up there with you on that Some also. Weird Mickey Mouse shit. No, I agree. Right? I agree. You can't say that, Andy. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, it's not like he played for the Charlotte, did he? He did play he for did. Charlotte last year. <laughs> I bet it well, didn't happen in, there. Is what I'm getting at. He's in DC at. now. It's, he's played for a, so many fucking teams. I don't know. Ever since he left Orlando. 
But I would I would still be confidently say I feel like L.A. is probably where it started because he was in L.A. for what two or three years? It was just one, right? Was it just one? I don't it think was, it was that long. Yeah, I think it was just one. They made the playoffs that year. That was their last time that making was, the playoffs. Yeah, I think like the seventh seed and not yeah, good. Yeah, got but... dominated by the Thunder. I think. Yeah, that was that was one of the biggest, like most disappointing seasons of a of a team ever. That was supposed to have high potential yeah, or whatever. Steve Nash and it's like, oh yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah, Kobe, Gasol, Howard. Yeah, that fell apart. <laughs> yeah, it did. It really did. But uh, anyway, I mean, just wanted to briefly mention that. Just find it interesting. So for, I don't know too much about it, but for those of you out there that are interested in something like that, take a peek. Take. Say? I'm saying, like, look up the story and find okay. out more. I don't have as much information on that story as, you know, because a lot of times we just, we had a lot. Uh, I feel like it's something that's going to die. Well, yeah, because it's about Dwight Howard well, also. And, yeah, I mean, then, Dwight Howard's. Yeah, Dead. if it was a more relevant player. Yeah, like if we were finding out uh, Russell Westbrook. Okay, well he's Greek, Andy. Don't don't diss the man. I knew that'd make him upset. If Russell Westbrook, I feel like is a good candidate. He's got like a spicy personality. Or Steph Curry. Steph Curry looks like he'd be into a little transgender action. He's in the Bay Area. Steph Curry or Durant. Durant would actually be a really good one because Durant looks like he would let a dude tickle him. That <laughs> what? You can have a look of that. Yeah, I think Draymond's gotten to him a bit. Whoa. Yeah. That's, um, to talk like real basketball though. <laughs> what is there to talk about? Like, so the biggest story I think this week, like I've seen like eleven stories written about it already, is that the Clippers for a moment oh, had boy. the number one seed. Oh boy. In the Western Conference. Really? Yeah, you wrote ten out of those eleven. Uh, yeah, under different pseudonyms. Um, but everyone's like, how do they do this? How do they do this? How this is a team with no stars? They built this thing, and um, it's interesting. I was saying from the beginning, like I think they'll make the playoffs because they're. The depth will help in the middle of the season. When all these, these teams start, some teams start tanking, some teams start resting players, the Clippers were able to, to be to play hard every night with all the depth they have. And so even in the beginning of the season, they've been able to have some, some success. Um, but they have to stay healthy. I mean, the Clippers, I don't think, are even that bad of a team. I mean, because like you said, they do have some good depth. I mean, Gortat starts, and then you've got Harold that comes off the bench that's better. And then you've got Lou Williams that comes off the bench that is probably their best player, or best yeah. scorer at least. Well, it's like Lou has, hasn't had nearly as good of a season this year as he did last year. Yeah. But and then you've got – Harris and Gallinari. And then the, yeah, Harris, Gallinari, and then you've got uh, the point guards done well, the, the Giltrist. Rookie. Or not Giltrist, wow. Gil's Alexander. And then you've got Beverly who comes in there and can play good defense. I mean, there is – it is a solid team. They're definitely a playoff team. It, it's definitely a weapon to have all of those guys. And like I said – some guys have a night off, and the other guys are and better. It's it's a long season. A lot of times, teams go out at the trade deadline and pick up yeah. a helping hand. So I mean, who knows? Maybe they go get a a solid scorer, or a guard, or something to like a trade make for them Jimmy even Butler. more dangerous. But uh, also, I just think, and I've been saying this, the West Coast is slowly dying anyway. I mean, I just feel like it's just not as strong as it once was because the Warriors just it seemed like dominate, and then. You look at Houston and people are freaking out because Houston's like nine and ten right now. But I'm telling people the truth right now. Houston's really not that good. Houston's not. Well, they've been they've been better since Carmelo came back. Or since Carmelo, Carmelo left. didn't left. Yeah. But well, and I'm sure so maybe there was something going on they there. They lost but, last night because uh, Paul was out. But I'm just saying they did. They play. They don't play that same up tempo, quick pace like they used to. Like I feel like they're one of the lower scoring teams now. They got the, their defensive coach out of retirement to come back. Okay, but There's then some positive but, signs there. But still, they lost Ariza, Anderson, Muba, Budu, Dudu, whatever. 
were all very good players. But, I mean, Houston's going to be fine. It's a long season. You figure this shit out. They'll be a top four seed, I imagine, or whatever. But I'm just letting people know they're not they're not a championship team. They're not nearly what they were last year. I don't even think they'll be in the Western Finals. I think there's much better teams than them in the West. And then you can look at a team like Memphis. That's been a surprise. I think that'll slow down. They, they were up by, like, 13 tonight against Toronto and ended up losing by eight. So, I mean, they're, I think they'll slowly come back to reality. It'll still be interesting to see with the Lakers. I mean, I don't think they're – they're obviously not a top three team or anything in the West, but still, I mean, it's still LeBron in the West. It'll still be at least exciting. And then uh, Portland's a good team without – Yeah. You know, was it the front court? Know what they call it? The back guards? Court? Is the guards the back court? Yeah. Okay. I always get that confused. <laughs> the back court of uh, – that makes sense, actually, because they start off in the back. With uh, McCollum and Lillard. And then you've got... Uh, I mean, the other thing is OKC the Jazz have been... OKC is probably the second best team Yeah, right OKC's now. been getting it going. I still like that Denver team a lot. And then uh, Utah, I'm sure, will make noise eventually because they're like in last place right now in the their division. But And who knows? Maybe once Nowinski comes back, that magic helps a little bit. Dallas? Can't say magic. Okay. They can't. <laughs> It's copyrighted by Disney and okay, the Lakers. Enough. That's enough. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think the Clippers are a contender to for the championship, but they're a fun team, and it's nice to, to see that. Nice to see that the Clippers are like liked by the rest of the NBA. That you know, with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, they were uh, not very popular. They're the they're fun to watch now. So that's Lou, I love Sweet Lou. Everyone loves Lou. Everyone loves Montrez. I wish uh, Milos wouldn't be so hurt all the time. He's not hurt. He's just not as good as everyone else. He just no. I still see him as hurt. And Boban, he... love me some Boban. Oh, yeah, Boban. They do that tall. goddamn giant gargoyle. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It is fun to have just a mix of weird players like that. Like... Yeah. Looks like you got Tobias, who's like a kind of like a Dirk Nowitzki type player now. Not as good, obviously. That's what he's going for. And then you got Danilo, an Italian, tall Italian guy who just does whatever he wants. Just weird mix. A Canadian point guard. They got it all. They really do. Well, uh, just lastly, should we just cover a little bit of football? Uh, yeah, what do you want to say? The Cowboys are actually going to make the playoffs after Yeah, so it's actually pretty funny because remember at the start of the season, we said, oh, put your money on either Eagles or Redskins and you'll be fine. And honestly, if Alex Smith doesn't break his leg, we're probably right on the Redskins because the Eagles have also have had a shitty year. But yeah. Dallas is going to somehow sneak that division. I mean, just imagine those people out there that maybe like three weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, decided to say, fuck it, sprinkle a little money on Dallas. I imagine they were probably going off at like three or four to one to win that division, even before they got, or be, even before they got I Cooper. I remember even bringing it up saying like, you should you should listen to us because like the Redskins yeah. were six and two and the Eagles were five and three or something. And it was like, okay. Dallas isn't good. They're not going to come back. Yeah. And they're always Dallas always seems like dismantled over there too. Like, is this Garrett's last season? Is this Garrett's yeah. last day? And it just seems like, and here we are, like seven, eight years later, Garrett's still there. But uh, it'll be interesting because the funny thing is, is if Dallas does make the playoffs, it'll be because they win the division, which means they're home that first game. Yeah. And those wild card teams seems like it's going to be like Seattle or Carolina. That's very beatable Minnesota. at home. Minnesota hasn't been nearly as good this year as last year because that. Defense just isn't as good, and you know, but it's it, just don't be surprised if next thing you know Dallas is in the NFC. Oh, they'll get wrecked. They're playing, playing New Orleans game. this week. Uh, another Thursday game. 
interesting back-to-back Thursday games for both teams. Yeah. But they're going to get wrecked. Dallas? Yeah. Probably. I think. I think this is the last. I think the Saints are on a super hot streak. Oh, yeah. And they're going to start to cool well, down after I, this week. I say this to people, though. Look at New Orleans. What are they? 10, ten and 1. Yeah. They could easily, if they would have played Tampa Bay week four or week three, probably even week two instead of week one, they're probably 11-0 because I truly believe they went out that first week, didn't really give Tampa Bay much respect. They were the biggest dogs that week at 14-point underdogs, and they went in there and upset them. I mean, that was the game they, you look back at it, it's not like they lost in L.A. to the Rams, not like they lost to New England. They lost at home to a bad team. So it's just funny to think, like, what like they could easily be 11-0. I mean, it could be to a point where we'd be sitting here thinking like, oh, shit, man, the Saints are, which I think we kind of are also. Because that, I, I said it last week, I was bold to a few buddies of mine. I think Alvin Kamara is better than Todd Gurley. No. I don't know. I think he's more explosive. It just, no. when I watch, when I watch Kamara, I think uh, he scares me more when he's got the ball compared to Gurley. Might scare you more, but just the, the, the work that, Gurley can do for that team. Just he, he's just more valuable. Just having a guy that can get those tough yards as well. I just think. But I mean, I can't go wrong with either guy. Yeah, I know. It's Kamara's. It'll be interesting to see what happens there in the next couple of years because Kamara's can't settle for not being just the number one guy all the time because Ingram still gets a lot of carries and stuff. So I mean, something's got to give there eventually. Um, I mean, you saw with Ingram out the first four games, he was still. He, he got a lot of carries, got a lot no, of touches. It's just, he's getting a lot, but he I'm can just handle saying. that. He's never going to – but no one really should be like Well, the thing is, though, they'll game. have him on at the same time also at times because yeah. of how dangerous he is catching. I don't know, and I was just watching that game the other night against uh, Atlanta. Every time he touched the ball, it was like five, six yards. And it's just like – and I know Gurley does the same thing. And obviously, I think Gurley is more of a physical specimen than Calvin Kamara, but Kamara is just so explosive and it's exciting and it's just – I don't know. I just feel because like there's been a lot of games this year where Gurley's only had where he gets his like three four touchdowns, but he only will have like 60 70 yards rushing. I mean Kamara every week it just seems like it's rushing yards and it's receiving yards and it's also like two three touchdowns. But I don't know. That's just my own little opinion. I'm just think right now if I were to have Kamara or Gurley, I'd rather have Kamara. That's all I'm saying. But uh, I'd like to see that the rematch though of that game. Oh yeah. Especially, like and I think we will. I better. think we will because yeah. I think that's gonna. I think there's no one. I don't see one other team in the NFC that could even come close. Neither of those to teams should lose. Upsetting those teams because yeah. they'll. Here's the thing: they'll both get number one. They'll both get a first round bye, and then so they'll play somebody. Each of them will play somebody at home. The Bears are not ready. To oh do no! Anything. No! 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 So I just, I just don't see what team would upset either of those teams on the road. And then you'll just need they'll each need to just win one game at home before facing each other. And honestly, the crazy thing is, that's basically the Super Bowl, I feel like. Rams Saints again, yeah. I mean. It could be. I mean, I know New England's an exciting. I mean, people might want to see Steelers and Chargers and Chiefs. But I guess, actually, that's the thing, too. Is, you want to see Chiefs on a neutral, neutral field. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We saw Chiefs versus Rams, how exciting it was. I mean, that's what people want to see. But I just feel like whether it's going to be. Like a Roethlisberger or a Brady is going to somehow end the Chiefs season. Uh, that would be my nightmare. But I think it's going to happen. I hate it, but we might see a Brady versus Breeze. We might see a Roethlisberger versus Breeze. I, for whatever reason, I just really do think the Saints are going to the Super Bowl. 
What if we see a Keenum versus Brees? Round two. Okay. Denver's still got a chance. Oh, my God. But, uh, I mean, I don't really have much else. I mean, this was kind of a long week just because we had all the football. I mean, college, uh, we didn't really have the upsets or anything. I mean, nothing really got – oh, it did get shaken up a little bit. Michigan. Yeah. So, college, we still have uh, Bama number one, Clemson number two, but Michigan was number three. No, number four, I'm sorry. Got destroyed by Ohio State. No one saw that Big coming. Big Ten is done. Ohio State dropped 60-plus on them. Michigan goes to goes down. I believe uh, the rankings came out today. I imagine Georgia went to four and then uh, all that. But, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, pretty much it for the sports this week. It's been a solid episode. 87 of sports. We've been listening to the Tony Sake Podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, tell your friends, and check out our entertainment podcast. Join with me. We had Off-Road Andy, Absent Off-Road Andy, Tony Katz, yep. and myself, Sean. See you later.